The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and our live stream devotional. I'm glad you've taken this Thursday to join us in the Word of God again today as we come to the end of another week and beginning of December. And we are so glad that you've taken time to join us. I tell you, I found myself a tad bit disappointed yesterday. I mentioned that at least my children were excited about the potential of snow flurries yesterday. And maybe because I was scooped up in my office or something, but I didn't see any yesterday. So obviously a, a level of disappointment there, surprisingly. And, uh, but we do appreciate uh, what we do look forward to. it. We look forward to uh, the winter weather. You know, I, I admit that I'm not the biggest fan of it, but you know, God in, in Ecclesiastes reminds us of the different seasons of life. And it's so easy for us to dwell on only the negative. We don't like, you know, we like fall, but too many leaves. We want, we want winter, but it's too much snow. Summer, but it's too hot. Spring, too much rain. It's easy for us to focus on the negative. And boy, God's been working on my heart to this year, as you kind of have to, that every season of ministry, every season of life has some negatives, but it's got some positives. And so we keep our eyes on Jesus, as Hebrews tells us to, and it helps us to see the positive in the midst of very struggling times. And uh, so I hope that uh, as you come and join us, that would be a great help to you. And it's what we're striving to do here. Uh, today, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27, as uh, we evaluate a great truth, we're going to look at one verse in Proverbs, and then I'm going to reference it with a couple other verses through Scripture uh, that for some are very, very um, practical, simple truth, something that probably you've thought about even maybe even today have considered. Uh, but such an important truth, and especially in, in uncertain days, um, and that is uh, just the idea of God's direction in our daily lives. Proverbs chapter 27, verse, verse 1, the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Uh, let me get, as I think about this in the introduction thought, I had asked this question, how many of you uh, are ready for Christmas? And by I mean ready for Christmas, I mean you are done Christmas shopping or pretty much know what you're going to do, you just gotta go do it. How, or maybe the other side, how many of you say, wait a minute, it is the 3rd of December, I have 21 more days before I have to start shopping. Uh, that's a pretty deep extreme. That means whoever you're buying for gets the last on the shelf for the most expensive thing on the shelf. But in reality, sometimes we do. Sometimes, you know, there's two different personalities a lot, especially in marriages. One is the planner. I mean, they'll plan way, way out. You know, some people, what are you talking about? I got all my Christmas shopping done last January when all the sales were out. Uh, at least that's where we get all of our Christmas decorations. Um, but and then some people say, man, I still got two more weeks, and then December 24th hits, oh, I'm panicking, Amazon won't have it here by tomorrow. Um, there is a level to where, as by nature, some of us just, I'm okay, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I have tomorrow, don't worry, I'll just take care of it tomorrow. And, uh, and while in everyday practical life and in the area of Christmas shopping, that's a very um, menial thought uh, for what we're going to look at today. Uh, that's a, pra a simple, practical, but very little depth into what we're talking about today. But really, I want us to evaluate this idea from what we just read in Proverbs about the idea of tomorrow. The idea of 
we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what God's going to allow to come into our lives tomorrow. We just don't know any of that. And it's very easy for us um, to kind of live life like, well, tomorrow's going to come, no big deal. And then when tomorrow comes and the events of the day come, we become overwhelmed and uh, hurt or frustrated or feel abandoned. And, and it's just that day is overwhelming. And God knew that was coming. God knew before you were born what's going to happen today. God knew it. And he said, was God forcing it? Well, please remember, God is... He's sovereign, but he's given us a free will, and he's allowing life to unfold on its own, per se, shall I say. Satan is the prince of power of the air. We have a free will, so does everyone else. And while he knows how things are going to end up, he has chosen not to direct every aspect of our lives. Even though he could, he's chosen not to, giving us the free will to make choices. And doing that, you know, you're going to have really good days and really bad days. And so, but God knows what's coming. And so it's so important for us to understand a very practical truth in our Christian journey that's more than just a theological truth. It's a very important aspect of our daily life. What is the most effective way for me to be ready for the events of today, the events of tomorrow, the events of December? Shall we even say the events of 2021? You know, there's this idea, man, I cannot wait till 2021, 2020 is over. And, and while I would completely agree with that comment, I was kind of looking forward to 2020 until, well, March. Um, it, it's, it, we, we can get all of our ideas of what we think is going to happen, but we don't know. And it's so important for us to be um, following and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit who actually does know what's coming next month. Let's break down this, or next year, or whatever it be. Let's break down this verse real quick. He says, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Obviously, boast is, is finding a level of arrogance and, and, and human confidence in tomorrow. We can do that because, well, I've, I've got money in the bank or everything in my family is great. My house is fine. There's no one sick, things of that way. And we can become confident, not necessarily, some of it arrogantly. I've got it taken care of. I can do it myself. Some of it is not necessarily arrogance. It's just we've become indifferent thinking, well, everything's okay. I have no reason to be worried about tomorrow. And then, of course, maybe something bad happens and we get angry at God over it. So boast not thyself. Don't think that you yourself are okay on what's going to happen tomorrow. And he gives a simple truth for they'll know it's not what a day may bring forth. We are unaware of whatever may take place tomorrow. So as we, last night in our Bible study, we talked about spiritual maturity. And this is a very integral core of growing in my spiritual maturity. And that is following God and being dependent upon God on a daily basis. And so when the events of the day come, I have a level of strength in that. So let's, I'm going to just give a couple other verses as we think about this and some truths that come with, with being ready for tomorrow, you know, being ready for what's coming. Uh, here are two verses that kind of talk about the negative. What happens when we're not letting God be integral in my plan for today, for tomorrow, if I'm not depending upon God. In James chapter 4, verse 13, he says, Go to now ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get game. Whereas you know not what shall be in the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and that vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, you shall do, live and do this and that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. James tells us we should, we should be going out based upon what we believe God's going to do, if God allows this. And it's, not, it's more than just a phrase, Lord willing. It's, more, it's a mindset. Okay, I'm going to plan. I have to make everyday plans. I have to plan for my finances and work. But I also understand that my planning needs to be bathed in the Word of God. It needs to be bathed in prayer. It needs to be bathed in, 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 in messages. I need to, in listening to preaching, I, 
and in the Word of God at church. I, I need to allow what the institutions of God and the gifts that God has placed in my life to be part of decisions I make. And if I'm not studying the Word of God in prayer and I'm making life-altering decisions, it's a very dangerous thing to do. He said, and what happens is you, you boast in your own knowledge of what's going on. He goes, that rejoicing is evil. Boy, we should be asking God, what do you have for tomorrow? Another one, which is really a kind of a, a, even more negative, is in Luke chapter 12, verse 19. He said, this, this, this rich man said, I will say to my soul, soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? And that passage talks about that he had placed all of his dependence in his material wealth, and once he had attained, I'm good, I'm done, and had placed no preparation in his heart for God, having no idea that that is more important than the material. That's what happens. We, we get our eyes focused on the things of the world, not in even a material way sometimes, but a lot of it is going day to day, going day to day, and we have failed or forgotten or just chosen not to make God and it took a part of that. And I've often said, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those that hollers, if you, if you don't do your devotions for you know, two hours every day, whatever, you're sinning. I, you know, the, but I do, the Bible is so clear about the importance of, of being in the Word of God consistently, of studying the Word of God, of obeying and, and abiding by the Word of God. These were promises of God are fulfilled. These were his, this is where His strength comes in your life, and this is where direction comes in our lives. And if we're not doing this, we're missing out on a powerful tool. I Personally, I talk less about I want to guilt you into doing something and more about we really can't live life effectively in our Christian journey without this. Skipping church or making church a secondary thing, it's going to hinder this area. Um, going to the Word of God only when I'm in a tragedy, it's going to hinder God's working. How am I to make spiritual decisions when I'm not spiritually minded? I might be saved, but I'm not bathing myself in the Word of God and prayer and allowing God to work. And so that's what we see. The Word of God is so important. And you say, well, Pastor, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I read it, it doesn't make sense. Can I? Two thoughts. One, if you're not saved, reading the Word of God is going to be a bit confusing. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, to the unsaved foolishness. It's a book of history, but you understand that that won't help. Uh, we will learn that when we get saved, we get the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit interprets the Word of God for us. So it becomes a religious book, which isn't a lot of help. You need Jesus first, then you go to the Word of God. And so I encourage you, read John chapter 3. If that's where you're at, spend your time in the book of John chapter 3, and I believe you'll see some insight that is absolutely powerful in that beginning process. The second one is, yeah, especially if you're new to salvation, there's going to be things in the Bible that don't make sense. I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I, you know, read the, you know, stick them, especially if you're new to the Bible, stick to things like Proverbs and John and First John, books like that that are helpful. I wouldn't jump into Deuteronomy or Leviticus right away. Um, and, and, but even as you do, you're not going to understand everything. There's a lot to it. But just keep in it. You'd be amazed at what God can use from the most unex unexpected passage to give you what you need that day. Just stay faithful to it. Uh, here's a couple verses that I think are um, important as God says, this is what I want to give to you. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, or holdeth back not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that waveth like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know what that 
faith is, it's not faith that I think I got the right answer. It's faith in the God who gives the answer. And if today I say, I trust God for the answer, but tomorrow I'm not sure if it's really it. That's where my instability comes from. I go to God to look for answers and I trust that God loves me enough and he will accept me and give me the answer. And then when he does, I must be dependent and I must in obedience follow that because of the person who gave me the answer. Psalm 37, 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. The Lord delights in that good man's way, though he fall. He should not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God makes a promise that if we follow him in our steps, boy, there's great promises from us. And, and of course, the theme verse for our podcast, Psalm 119, 105, says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. These three passages are amongst, are amongst some amongst many that talk about the promises of God. If I, if I follow God and I'm in his word and I'm, and I'm striving to the best of my ability to learn and grow and be open to his leading, he will guide and he will do it in very unique and specific ways to me, but he will guide and direct and help me. Help me from making mistakes, help me from going the wrong way and guide me. And by the way, this, uh, Isaiah said that um, his ways are not my ways nor his thoughts my thoughts. How he goes about it will be different then I might go about it, which is why they, um, uh, Solomon said in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding. We won't always understand it. God doesn't expect us or ask us to always understand it. He just expects us to trust in him while we're trying to figure it out. I encourage you that that's, that's really an important part. And most of us, we understand this theologically, theoretically, biblically. Maybe we've been saved for a while. This makes sense. But Here's a question, a question that I have asked myself over the last six to nine months in the midst of this craziness of our world, where as I've mentioned many times, you know, Christianity becomes real. It's no longer just a theory or a church thing. Now I have to live it out in the midst of uncertain times and, and uh, where the church is really being purified in these times. The question I ask you is, uh, have you found this to be more complicated than theoretically and theologically you thought to? When things don't make sense, when things are frightening, when things are uncertain, have we found ourselves placing our trust in following God in spite of things that don't always make sense? Boy, what a, what a great, it's been a challenge to me. To dig, it's made my roots, had to dig deeper into God to understand things in this last year that I just don't understand why he's allowed. But boy, what a, a great strength to have when you're able and you'll learn to do that. I hope that's a help today. I hope that's an encouragement and I hope that that will be just a reminder of something you probably already know, something we all know and we all want to really be part of our lives. Thank you for taking this time on this Thursday uh, to be a part of uh, my day. Let me be part of your day. Uh, or if you're watching this later or listening to this later, um, thank you for, for you making a point to allow the Word of God to be part of your day. I think it's important. I think it's vital. And I'm grateful that you've allowed me to be part of that. I hope you have a great day. We trust that even as we talk about today, that you will keep looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, so that as you go through the events of the day, you will find a strength in even dark times. Thank you so much. We love you. We hope you have a great rest of the day. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow.